This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. There was some news, of course, uh, this weekend, as there is all the time. This is a new thing in our country in which basically the president of the United States, and before this, one of the main candidates for president of the United States, gets to define what the news cycle is every morning at 6 o'clock. Every day. Um, it's incredible. I mean, basically everything this guy says is the main story every day. Every day. I mean, um, it's just a, it's a whatever, whatever he's tweeting at 5 a.m., news. That's the day. That's the day. Take it away. Run away. Go with it. And everyone blabs about it all day. And then when that thing is over, they just, just launch a new one. I mean, the guy's able to essentially tweet and direct the media, which is, I know, something that, the, that the, his supporters really like. I mean, it, you know, you don't get bogged down. However, he definitely lost control of the media cycle this weekend with this, uh, let's call it the Muslim ban for purposes of exploiting how ridiculous uh, that phrase is as applied here. It really is not a Muslim ban. Um, I think, you know, the overwhelming majority of Muslims would still be uh, eligible to come here. It's got to be something, something in the neighborhood of. 90 to 95 percent of all Muslims in America would still be eligible to come here. I mean, it's I don't know the exact number. There's probably 120, 130 million Muslims mm-hmm. who would be affected by this. I've seen that there was actually um, 100. I think the Huffington Post with the most alarmist uh, headline of the whole thing <laughs> said Trump bans 134 million people from the U.S. OK, now. So let's say Good. that's got to be the Muslims in those seven countries. I'm assuming that number. So we'll take that number uh, for, for the moment. There's how many Muslims in, in the world? You know, uh, one point three billion. So, I mean, okay. maybe, ban, you know, 10 percent, maybe 10. Um, maybe. And again, maybe. it's not it's not a ban um, for, of all Muslims. Um, it is uh, it is something where they hit a very couple a few very specific things. And we'll go through them here in a minute. Go ahead. No, I, go ahead. We will go through them. But yeah. I, I just I find it frustrating that it it overall it's a good thing, but the way that it was handled, and I know that we'll go through it and, yeah. and cover it. But it was just it was bundled so wrong. And I sat there this weekend, Saturday evening, and all day yesterday, and I'm I'm listening and watching some of this, and I, I'm amazed at a how it's being reported, and b how they handled it. It's unbelievable. It is. Both of those things. I mean, there's a lot of uh, incompetence uh, here. I, I couldn't believe um, it. Uh, much of it from the media, a lot of it from the Trump administration. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be honest about it, and I know a lot of people don't, um, you know, this was handled as if complete amateurs did it. I mean, no I, kidding. I, it was, uh, this, this is a somewhat um, understandable piece of policy as delivered by complete and utter boobs. I mean, I, that, <laughs> yes. the only way to describe it. Now, it's not written that way. No, it is not. The way they handled it, um, and, you know, the early reporting is early reporting, so I give you that. But the fact that many of the people that were key to this did not hear about it in advance, were hearing about it as he was signing it on television, right. the fact that it hadn't even trickled down enough to the people at 
the airports who had any idea how to implement this policy or how to make these judgments. They had no specifics on what they were supposed to do uh, and how you were supposed to handle the people who violated this. Uh, or, you know, uh, I think it was, uh, do I have it here? Charles uh, Cook from uh, um, National Review. Do you have that tweet in front of you by any chance? I do not, but um, I was going to tell he, you uh, Trump's, uh, go ahead with Charles. Quickly, he said something to the effect of, if they would have just alerted the right people, Oh, here it is, right here. If Trump had set an effective date, briefed by the DH, briefed the DHS, exempted those in transit, and excluded green card holders, he'd have been fine. I think that's probably absolutely. true. It's, it's absolutely really not true. even a big deal outside of those things, but he handed on a silver platter the media with an obvious narrative, with, with crowds, with children coming into the country, not being able to be reunited with their parents, <laughs> with, with like people, generals who helped us in war are stuck at airports for hours. It just, again, you know, Kellyanne Conway, we have a clip. Let's watch Kellyanne Conway here real quick. And she makes a somewhat legitimate point in part of this. But, I mean, the problem is you don't hand these things to the media unless you have to. Watch. So uh, we just heard President Trump say it's all working out very nicely. But, in fact, as we've seen, there are protests across the country. And now federal judges have stepped in uh, to at least temporarily temporarily block deportation of people who would come in who are banned from coming in under his order. Shouldn't that have been worked out before this order went into effect? The judge in Brooklyn, the Obama appointee judge in Brooklyn's uh, stay of order really doesn't affect the executive order at all because the executive order is meant to be prospective. It's preventing, not detaining. And so you're talking about 325,000 people from overseas came into this country just yesterday through our airports. It's 325,000. You're talking about 300 and some who have been detained or are prevented from gaining access to an aircraft in their home countries and must stay for now. That's 1%. And I think in terms of the upside being greater protection of our borders, of our people, it's a small price to pay. I am told by the officials that anyone has been detained, if there's no further threat, if they're not dangerous to this country, they can expect to be released in due course, as most of them have already. I mean, that's a freedom versus security argument that uh, would make uh, our founders very uncomfortable. Um, And and that's look, that's a BS number. I mean, there weren't 325,000 people who came from the countries affected by this ban. I mean, yes, 325,000 people came here, I guess. I mean, that's an estimate, obviously, but came here from overseas. But that does not you didn't ban everyone from overseas. You no, banned you people did not. from seven countries. What about those people? And Again, it, but I think the point stands, even though it's a BS number, that it was a small percentage of people who were largely just inconvenienced for a few hours, and it's not the worst thing in the world. What the media is making it out to be is if it's essentially Nazi Germany all over again. <laughs> and there's no it's not what happened. You know, we if we don't have the right to slightly inconvenience people, um, because uh, of our immigration policy, then we, we probably don't have an immigration policy. The point is, though, you don't hand this to the media. You know, you people coming in, five-year-old children that can't be connected to their parents for multiple hours is a stupid way to let this policy go uh, happen. And they didn't inform people ahead of time. They didn't consult with people the way they wrote it. They didn't let anyone know ahead of time how to implement it. And that's the problem, yes. right? I mean, even Trump's uh, tweet from uh, of a four hours ago, so it was a this morning tweet. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, if the ban were announced with a one-week notice, the bad, in parentheses, would rush into our country during that week. A lot of bad dudes, 
in parentheses. Not parentheses, but out there. Quotes, right? Or in quotation yeah. marks, yeah, quotation marks. Uh, out there, why, exclamation why is, point. I mean, this is the most so, bothersome thing of the administration. Why is dudes in quotes there? There's no reason. <laughs> There's no reason for bad to be in quotes. On top of which, that's the whole point. Uh, he didn't need two weeks or a week. How about, I don't know, a couple of days? Well, How I mean, about, again, you know, this is what we're going to do not, I, you don't, Monday. You don't have to make a national announcement about it. I understand. First of all, it's a dumb point. The refugees, as much as we don't think the screening process is thorough enough, they do have to go through it. You can't say, oh, in a week I'm not going to be able to go. I better go now. That's not the <laughs> right. way it works for Syrian refugees. There's a process that usually lasts a couple of years. Now, whether it's thorough enough is a whole other story. People who have gone through it claim it's damn thorough. Uh, but, I mean, it might not be right. You know, it's one thing to have a lot of people interviewing you and going through a process. The other thing is, how do you actually go deeper than that and, yeah. and, and, and weed out the people? However, all that being said, you don't have to tell America. Just tell the people that matter, the people who are, I don't know, implementing the process, the, the managers. Now, you're right. It might leak out in some way if you were to do that. But okay. that's part of it. Unless you want it to act like this and then you're, you get beat up. Uh, by the media, yes. And that's not something you make policy based on if you're going to be beat up by the media. I mean, we're already seeing this policy, which is a generally sensible policy. It's a generally yeah. sensible way to address the things he was elected to do. And so I don't think it's the policy as written is not horrific. But there is an issue there where now the policy is being viewed in a completely different light. It's being and they have the visuals to back it up. Uh, they have the stories to back it up. They have all the sob stories they need to vilify this generalized policy. Boy, no kidding. And the, which that, most people agree with. And the, this weekend with the Delta Airlines, uh, when they were all protesting at the airports, and the Delta Airlines had their IT uh, issues and had people not flying, and the airports looked so full, made it, you know, the, yeah. that visual of, it made it even look worse. It was bad for as far as the visual goes. <laughs> but they, look. Even now, if he goes back and says, all right, you know what? You're right. I'll, I'll rescind it. If something bad happens. Well, you know. I mean, he's, Trump they, can go, I told you. Yeah, you keep worrying. You know, people keep worrying about like, oh, you know, is Donald you. Trump a fascist and all of these other things? Like, you know, you want to talk about a crackdown on society. If somebody who should have been uh, covered by oh. this uh, comes in and does something, um, I mean, it's going to be this time. How much? A hundred? You know, I mean, it's not going to. Oh. He's going to. And this is why I don't like the idea of setting a precedent of agreeing with these executive orders from any president of any party. We opposed it with George W. Bush. We opposed it with Barack Obama. And we're going to oppose it with Donald Trump. Executive orders is not how you run an American government. That is not how you're supposed to do it. I don't care if it's too hard for you to go through Congress. I don't care if you don't think you can get the votes in Congress. I don't care if you think, well, amending the Constitution is too difficult. So what? It's supposed to be difficult. You're not supposed to be able to do these things by having a little ceremony with yourself and your four closest friends in the Oval Office. That is not how this country is supposed to be run. And, you know, Trump, we all know this, whether you like the guy or not, has no connection nor any care about how the Constitution works oh, or how please. it operates or how it's supposed to be affected. Means zero um, to so, him. Yeah, I mean, it's just not important. Zero. He wants to get things done. He wants to run the country like a CEO, which to him means doing whatever the hell I want, whenever the hell I want. You guys go back uh, to your little Congress thing and do whatever you got to do, but uh, we're going this way. Yeah, I mean, as evidence with this, do we have the the Giuliani thing by any chance in here? I think we do. The, Giuliani, yes, we do. Uh, again, this, 
this is how you do whatever you want to do um, uh, and not care about the process. Because, you know, I look at this executive order and there's a lot. He has wide berth with immigration rules um, uh, as, as, as the president of the United States. He can do a lot of things through executive order uh, legally. But look at how this, according to Rudy Giuliani, how this process occurred. Does the ban have anything to do with religion? How did the president decide the seven countries? Uh, I understand the permanent ban on the refugees. Okay. Uh, Okay, talk to me. Tell you the whole history of it. So when he first announced it, he said Muslim ban. He called me up. He said, put a commission together. Show me the right way to do it legally. I put a commission together with Judge (laughs) Mukasey, with Congressman McCall, Pete King, whole group of other very expert lawyers on this and what we did was we focused on instead of religion danger the air areas of the world that create danger for us which is a factual basis not a religious basis perfectly legal perfectly sensible and that's what the ban is based on it's not based on religion it's based on places where there are substantial evidence that people are sending terrorists into our country. I mean, you know, again, this is Donald Trump not, he wanted to get rid of, he did wanted to ban Muslims from coming in the country. He went to Giuliani, find me a legal way to do it. That's how Barack Obama ran his administration. I didn't approve of it Forever. then. And yep. I don't approve of it now. That's not the right way to do these things. Um, and also, I mean, if he really wanted a Muslim ban, which, I mean, who knows? We're trusting Giuliani here. I don't know, maybe he has the story wrong. Um, but, I mean, as far as the, it's written, it's really not written as a Muslim ban. And you want to want well, a great way for President Obama to prove that to America and to the media is to say that in many of these countries, Shia is uh, Muslims are the religious minority. And they yeah. would not be uh, barred from coming into the country based on that. Because this thing says if you are a religious minority that is being persecuted, you can be uh, used, uh, imported as a, as a, uh, as a refugee uh, under this note. To me, the way I read it, for example, in Syria, now Syria is a little bit weird, but you know, I'm just using it as an example because there's more in the executive order specifically about Syria. But one of the countries is Syria. There's 74% Sunni Muslim, 13% Shia Muslim, okay, is, is, right. as far as their okay. country makeup. 80, it's about 90% Muslim country. Um, if you were to say Shia Muslims were able to be uh, imported into the country based uh, through this executive order, I think A, it's consistent with the text. And B would be uh, quite a step to say, wait a minute, this isn't a Muslim ban. We're only saying that this is an easy step for him to take. Now, whether he actually lets any of them get through this process is a whole other story. I mean, he doesn't, you know, that's a whole other thing. Um, I don't know that he would, to be honest. I don't know that he'd be saying this honestly. But if he wanted to actually prove this was true, I think it's a very defensible thing that is consistent with the text of the executive order. You know, Shia Muslims in, in, in some of these countries are, are the able. Minority. Yeah, they are the minority and, in fact, the victims of many of these oppressive regimes. Um, we've said that we've heard this from people all the time, that Muslims are the victims of, uh, of terrorist attacks. And they are the biggest victims numbers wise of terrorist attacks around the world uh, because Muslims a lot of times say you're not Muslim enough and kill them, too. And, of course, they're the most populous <laughs> people in the general vicinity of, of where these attacks are usually happening. So they wind up being the biggest number. Yep. So that would be an interesting thing. And, I, and I, I would be interested to see someone ask Sean Spicer that because um, it's, it's an easy way for him to get out of this trouble if he cares to. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, 
Does he care to? I don't know if he cares to. Part of me thinks he does this stuff because he wants people to be talking about him all the time, and and they will. Um, You know, I don't know. I mean, and again, I say this as somebody who I honestly believed and do believe that his initial policy on this issue was abhorrent. And I, you know, I honestly think it was terrible and unconstitutional. And, you know, if, if he tried to implement that policy today, I would be fighting at it, against it full force. That policy that he announced, you know, like an idiot at the press conference when he was reading his own statement, which it's like, if it's your statement, just say it. <laughs> You're reading your own statement for that statement. That policy was not this policy. It's completely different. It is largely in line with previous presidents. Which leads me to believe that Giuliani was telling the truth. I mean, that's what they did. That's they, they, there was no, there's no question about it. He went, he went and said, find me a way. Right. And that, but that, he didn't find a way to a Muslim ban. This is not a Muslim ban. Um, you know, the way he announced it initially was a, I think, an abhorrent policy. Uh, this is a policy that, while I think you could disagree with it, I think you can say, you know what, this isn't really going to do any good. You could certainly find parts of it where, well, hey, why didn't he go after Saudi Arabia or Egypt or any of these other countries that have actually had terrorists coming yeah. here and killing people? Well, why didn't he do that? You could expand it. Why, you know, refugees have not been the source of murder in this country, um, at least as far as terrorist attacks go. Obviously, some surely have uh, committed murders. But, I mean, Cuban um, uh, refugees pre-1980 had a few. Uh, you know, there have been people looking for asylum, which is different than refugee status. Uh, that uh, ha- that happened, in, you know, with the Boston bombing. We know that um, the Ohio State was a, ref- a refugee, but no one died in that attack. There are, there are asterisks all over that statement. Right. But the point, there are lots of things you can pick apart from this and say, well, it won't really be effective, or he should have done it a different way. But the policy of itself, look, this is not this is not Nazi Germany. It's not. It's just simply not. These levels are consistent with previous presidents. Um, it's within his legal, as we understand it today, um, purview. To control immigration policy. Yeah, I mean, we've let it slide for a number of years now. Whatever, it's, yeah. it's I mean, all in his purview. That's why. Um, and it just it's why I can't believe how um, dumb it was laid out. <laughs> I really can't. From me, yeah. from me, how dumb it was. It's I, unbelievable to me. They've got. I mean, they actually with the turmoil that they've got going on at the State Department alone would make lead me to believe. You know, take a couple days anyway, and just. Lay it out there. This is what we're going to do. Get everybody in place and then put the card on the table. Nope. Nope. We're just going to do it. Yeah, just throw it out there. Throw he'll, it deal out there. With, he'll deal with the oh, arrows. Oh, that's and... right. We should have thought of that. Oh, oh, oh well, sorry. Yeah, you know, and we need to take a break. But, cons- but specifically, what's interesting about this one is I think Donald Trump has convinced himself with abundant evidence that he can spin the media into letting at least his followers believe anything he says. So he when so he has this crap going on with, uh, with, you know, with a disaster, a, a bad rollout, he just says, ah, it wasn't a big deal and the media is against me. And 80, 90% of his followers will, will, will adopt that uh, viewpoint. I was watching a cable news network this morning. It was as if... The, uh, the uh, Trump administration was on television giving you every excuse <laughs> I read on Twitter from the weekend. I mean, it's, uh, it was unbelievable the lengths they will go to to defend this guy. 
when there is some criticism here, there's, does not mean he's a bad president yet. Does not mean that he's done any, you know, anything that is uh, horrifically well, awful on Nazi Germany bad, levels. But God forbid you just fake say news. that, you know what, maybe executive order isn't a great way of doing this, A. And B, if you're going to do it that way, you should consult with the people that know what they're doing. You know, you don't just have some guy from freaking Breitbart write it up for you. And it just does not seem like they, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know. Did we elect President Bannon? I, I can't remember. There is some level of criticism that uh, is supposed to be laid on a president, Republican or Democrat. And some people just need to get used to that. I mean, it's just going to happen. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. 